everybody. Welcome to episode 15 of Unchecked Baggage. I can't believe we've already made it to our 15th episode. Yay. I'm sitting across from my much younger and sexier and almost as funny co-host, Lena. Not nearly as funny as you, babe. Or not nearly as funny as I think I am. <laughs> True. So, should we take a minute to talk about what's been happening in our lives lately? No, let's just skip that. It's boring. It's not boring. Okay, go ahead. Okay, it might be boring, but I think we should, just to share a little bit about what we've been going through. We've had some big changes and something sad, so I just wanted to share that with all of our friends. So, um, we did have a death in my family, and uh, my my granddaddy passed away, um, which is, we were, we were expecting it to a certain degree. I don't think we expected it to happen quite so fast, um, but... Um, he has passed away and, um, we've already done the funeral. We did that last week and, um, it sucks, but I just wanted to remind everybody to love the people that are in their lives. Love the people that are in your lives when they're here because they won't be here forever. Right. Make that call to somebody that, you know, you haven't talked to in a while that's close that you might be strange from to say hey just thinking about you love you see you later because after they die you can't do it and you're going to have regrets later or you might not have regrets but some most people have regrets when they say i should have done this i should have done that so just don't say should have do it yeah even if it's been a while i mean i tend to be kind of awkward and um sometimes if i have gone a while without reaching out to somebody i'm like is it too late now mm-hmm. is it too late to reach out to them or are they going to think it's weird because I haven't reached out in a while and now I'm reaching out now, but I don't think it is. I think you just, you know, I mean, sometimes you get busy and and life takes you in different directions and you forget to do things. But if you, um, just reach out when you think about it, that's what's important. Usually whenever a family member dies, the people that wasn't that close become close for a little bit and then they separate again because it's part of the cycle, Mm -hmm. you know? So just reach out to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. Just, you don't have to have a long conversation. Just say, I was thinking about you. I want to let you know, whatever. Talk to you later. Yes. Agreed. Um, also I got a new job. I think I, (laughs) money bags. (laughs) I think I mentioned it, uh, on another episode just kind of briefly, but, um, I did start my new job two weeks ago and, um, so far I love it. I love this company. Um, one of the core values I learned is own your own shit. Own your shit. I love it. Yeah, me too. That's like, that's, that's my, my life motto. I don't think I've ever felt so at home in a place just right off the bat like that. And to piggyback off of that, after your new job, I just quit my job. (laughs) No, you didn't. I know you'd like to, but I am unemployed and freelancing right now. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, anyway, I, I just want to say that, um, my previous job, I was actually never happy in it. Never. Um, from day one, I, I like the first week I started getting this eye twitch because it was so incredibly stressful. I think it made you very dry. Uh, <laughs> You're so weird. Anyway, it was so stressful. And, um, I mean, not that my new job isn't going to be stressful. It's actually more responsibility, but 
it's for a company that actually really seems to care about their employees and care about the um, work-life balance of them. And so I'm, I'm really excited because I get unlimited vacation. Unlimited, unlimited. And they mean it too. It's unlimited. Yeah. They even said, make sure we put that on there means it's unlimited. Yeah. And they're, and my boss has told me, you know, make sure you take vacation time because we're not just, it's not just a marketing thing. We, we actually mean, you know, unlimited vacation. It's the so golden, cor- it. it's the golden corral benefits. All you but- can eat. <laughs> So anyway, I'm super excited. This is a huge opportunity for me. Uh, my boss told me multiple times um, last week how happy he was to have me there. And uh, I, I don't think I've ever felt so appreciated at a company just right off the bat. So, awesome. So I'm excited. So um, yeah, it's, it's everything's going really well so far. Good. All right. What do we want to talk about today, Rob? Today's episode... Is about May December relationships. Wait, wait, wait. So why are we talking about relationships that only last seven months? That's weird. That's not what that means. It says May December. That's not what that means, Rob. And you know it. All right. What is a May December relationship? Well, according to an AARP article entitled Do May December Romances Work? A May-December romance is an age-old term for an amorous relationship between two people with a considerable age difference. The months symbolize the seasons, with spring representing youth and winter representing old age. What, why, does, why is that? Why is spring youth, anyway? Why not summer? I think spring is youth because that's the time where, um, you know, everything's blooming oh, for yeah. the first time and... Yeah. Okay. So. That makes sense now. And then the winter, but everything's dying. So you're yes. old. Okay. Yeah. Cause only old people die. Well, I mean, if, if things go as planned for most people, okay. yes. Okay. Also, um, there is an urban dictionary definition that puts a bit of a nefarious spin on it. It says, quote, a May December romance is an instance of the romantic involvement of two parties between whom there is a considerable age difference often because one individual has an ulterior motive, such as money, status, etc. The reasoning behind this designation is that while one person is young and in the, quote, spring of his or her life, thus May, the other is in winter, ergo December. Ergo. (laughs) And we thought that we would dig into this topic since we are a May-December couple ourselves. Are we? We are. You're the hmm. old one. Are you sure about that? Mm-hmm. I need to see some ID because I don't feel like the old one. Rob and I have a 15-year age gap. I'm 44 and he is 59. 59 minus 44. That is 15. Good job. Mm-hmm. Obviously, our marriage is working. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because we're doing a podcast, so it has to be working. <laughs> okay. But we wanted to do some research to see if that's the case for most others. So we're going to talk about a few different things. And here they are. Uh, what are some challenges that these couples face? And then we'll talk through some of the challenges that we've faced as a couple with a significant age gap. Do most age gap relationships work or do they end a divorce? So we'll find that out. Um, we'll also get perspective from another age gap couple. And uh, we'll talk about what's the ideal age gap in a relationship. And does it matter who's older? And what can you do to make your age gap relationship work? First, how big of a gap does there need to be to be considered a May-December couple? 
What do you think, Rob, without reading this? What do you think? I think it should be a, gener- a decade, so 10. Okay. Ten, ten, 10 years or more would be what I consider. I would consider that. I think most, I think that's what most people consider too. Um, an article from Age Gap Love Story says, quote, while some people consider a 10 to 15 year difference to be significant, it really depends on the age of the couple. For instance, an 18 year old who is dating a 23 year old, even that five year difference can be notable. On the other hand, if one partner is 75 years old and the other is 80 years old, then there are likely no real differences in the five-year difference. In general, adult May-December couples can have a difference from 10 years to over 50 years or more. 50 years age gap? Yeah. So that'd be like if somebody was like 30 dating somebody that's 80. Oh, what's her name? Anna Nicole. That yes. was Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was 90 and 30, right? Exactly. That's over. Okay. Yep. Right. Uh, so that worked out great. Uh, well, no, that didn't work out well at all. Hey, stop it. I have a really soft spot, spot in my heart for her. I don't have a heart spot for my... Don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're a terrible person. I know. I know. Okay. So, um, <laughs> you got me all off base do here. Couples, okay. Do couples with big age gaps face more or different challenges than couples that are in closer in age? Oh, do they? Um, well... What are some of the challenges that we've faced because of our age gap? Let's talk about that first. Okay. What do you think? I've got, I've got some stuff written down here, but was there anything off the top of your head that you the think challenges? Um, uh, I think the biggest challenge was that we just came from different um, generations. So, you know, I'm from the 60s and 70s and you from the 80s and the 90s. So we just have different... Um, Upbringing, as far as like the way we talk to people or mm-hmm. things we say, stuff like that. Yeah, mm, but well, you know, we kind of work through that. It's not that big of a deal, really. I haven't found that to be too much of a challenge. I think for me, the biggest challenges have been that we've got children that are su- at such different ages, so our family doesn't feel like it doesn't feel cohesive. It it distinctly feels like your family and our family. Two separate families, you know? So yeah, because none of my, none of the kids lives with me. Right. So yeah. that makes it a little, yeah, I could see that because they're like, when we met, the youngest was 20. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. yeah. So they never lived with me as their stepmother. So it doesn't feel like we're right. like one family. I mean, I love your kids, but you know, it, it doesn't feel like your kids and my kids are like, it would be the same one set of kids. It, it feels like two sets of kids. It would be the same if it was the way around because. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when people get married, they didn't have kids that the kids merge together and they, you know, they live in one house or they come over on the weekends and like that. We don't really have that. So, yeah. Yeah. So I find that challenging sometimes because I, I, I would prefer that we had more of a cohesive thing going on, but we don't, um, I mean, we can keep working towards it. Um, and then also the next thing is that you're almost ready to retire mm-hmm. and my career is still ramping up. That's right. So I think that's going to be a challenge. It won't be because when you say the word retire, that just means I'm going to retire from my current, my current job, but I'll still be working, but it's not as much. Mm-hmm. So I'll be around walking around the house in my diaper <laughs> and I'll come and say, can you change me? So don't worry. It'd be fine. Sounds great. I just won't be working five days a week. I'll probably be working like two or three days a week. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, I mean, it won't so, be. Yeah, I'm not going to be like huge. not work because when you retire and don't work, you don't travel, you die. So, 
I don't want that to happen to yeah, you. Yeah, so I'll probably do do something. And then there's, I think, our biggest challenge, at least in my opinion, is that we've got such different pairing parenting styles mm-hmm. because we came from totally different generations. Mm-hmm. You came from that old school, you know, children are to be seen and not heard generation. No, not seen, not heard. But I think <clears throat> I think uh, the way I punish kids are different than the way you punish kids. Like I, I try to make it uh, different and um, fun for me. You're not so for, that's so weird. Not fun for the kids, but you know, just I just think uh, I think I've been the old school of people should be responsible for their actions. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I uh, am a little not. bit different. So I think people should be responsible for their actions. Obviously, that's the way I've lived my mm-hmm. life. But I also um, am a little bit more sensitive than you are. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's because so. I came up in the days of, of heavy drug use. And no seat belts and drinking out of the water hose and that kind of stuff. Smoking in cars, smoking in the bank, smoking in hospitals. So that is, those are some of our challenges. Now, according to a WebMD article titled May, December couples, five challenges, solutions. Here are five challenges that age gap couples face. Number one, family acceptance. I bet that's a big one. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that problem. Because you, I'm older. You didn't, but I did at first. Mm. Yeah. my I mean, my family, I mean, I was a grown woman when I met you. So it's not like I met you when I was, you know, like 18 or 20 or anything. But my, um, especially my mom, she was concerned at first. Because your mom's only five years older than me. Because I know. And yeah, because you're so old. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Old and wrinkly. They kept saying that too. He's going to be so old and wrinkly in ten years. And look at me. Oh yeah, that's what my brother-in-law said. Not old and wrinkly. Yeah, he was. He was like, yeah, he may look good now, but in five years, he's going to be so wrinkly and (laughs) still look good. All right, Uh, number two: uh, to have or not to have kids. Yeah, yeah, that's a that'd be a big one, especially if, especially if it's an older man who has been married before and he marries somebody that's like, say 30 and he's 50 let's say 50 and 30. She has never been married before and she wants kids. Mm-hmm. I guess this is something you need to talk about before you get married. Oh yeah, for sure. Because yeah. And I, I think it could go either way on, yeah. on the sex. And people that owe men Just, that owe should not have kids because their sperm is bad. Yeah. Is that a it's sour. scientifically proven fact that it's sour? <laughs> well, I haven't tasted it, but <laughs> but from the, some of the kids that I've known in my life that had parents that were really old when they had kids that were weird, mm-hmm. yes. So I've always thought that too. Yes. This may not be politically correct what we're saying right now. It's correct. But I have known some kids that had really old parents and they're always the weirdest people and they like star trek i mean not that we're not weird people we but are. it's an, it's a different kind of weird they like star trek and star wars those have older i guarantee you most people that like star trek and star wars one of their parents is old that is Look not it true google it that is not true Anyway, I can see how that would be a huge challenge for people whenever the younger person in the relationship hasn't had kids yet, um, and then the older one has. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that would be tough. Definitely something to talk through. Also, the third thing is uh, blending families. That's what I mentioned earlier. Um, it, it is hard. It's definitely hard to blend your, fam- your family. Yeah, because uh, your stepkids aren't necessarily going to get along. Mm-hmm. 
and you're going to have, so you're going to have issues of how you discipline your kids and how the step parent disciplines the kids, plus how you discipline the other kids. And then what happens? How do you take sides when one kid starts something with another kid? You have to, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's probably the most challenging part is like, you can't automatically assume your kid is correct and the other kid is not. Yeah. So. Cause our, our challenge is, is just that, you know, our kids are at such, um, different ages. They're really from different generations altogether. Mm-hmm. And, um, they, you know, so, so it doesn't feel like our family is blended, but even whenever you've got kids that are near the same age, that's a whole different set of challenges mm-hmm. altogether because yeah, cause man, my, that's hard. My step kid, my step brothers were one year older than me, the same age and one year younger. Mm-hmm. And when they moved in, it opened me up to a whole world I never saw before. Really? Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Did you guys blend well? For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. All right, number four, illness. That is definitely something that you need to talk about if the age gap is pretty big because the younger person is going to be um, challenged with possibly taking care of the older person sooner in their life than they would if they were with someone that mm-hmm. was younger. So will you give me baths and change my diaper if you have to? Nope. You don't love me that much? I love I would, you. I would, I would change your diaper. I love you so much that I will hire you the very best nurse to come in and do it for you. Just make sure they have big boobs. (laughs) Boob size is not a requirement. It's my nurse. (laughs) Number five, sexual problems. Yes. Although probably 40 years ago, this could have been a bigger issue. Oh, that's true. Before they had Viagra and all that stuff, because I'm just going to generalize, but usually men in their 40s, 50s, and 60s probably don't have as much sex drive as they did in their 20s and 30s. And if you married somebody younger, a female, then that female is at the peak of their sexual prowess. and They don't match up. It's not fair. Mm -hmm. Life's not fair. Now, with the aid of medication, you can increase your sexual prowess unless you have other other problems. But yeah, that's that's probably a big one. Yeah, and I think... Uh, By the way, we don't have that problem. We, we Just do. want to get that out there right now. We do not. I'm so, like a 12-year-old. <laughs> well, no, sorry. I'm like an 18-year-old. Just take that part out. <laughs> Moving on. What's the likelihood for, for success for these age gap relationships? An article from MarketWatch.com entitled... The bigger the age gap, the shorter the marriage says that there was a study done on 3000 people by professors at Emory University that proves that age could be a big factor in contributing to divorce. I'll read it. Quote, a five year age gap statistically means you are 18% more likely to divorce versus just 3% with the one year age difference. And that rate rises to 39% for a 10-year age difference and 95% for a 20-year age gap. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty high. Partners from different generations may have different cultural reference points and values and polar opposite tastes in music and film and even friends and also have different approaches to their sex life, says Fran Walfish, Beverly Hills psychotherapist and panelist on Sexbox. i got to watch that. A forthcoming WeTV relationship therapy show. Sex drive goes up for women in middle age, but sexual function decreases for men. Mm-hmm. So the gist of that story is I don't think we have this problem because I might be the the outlier, but the music that you like 
I like. Mm-hmm. Movies that you like, I like. We like the same kind of shows. We don't really have the old man, I only like black and white TV and country music. Mm-hmm. And you like heavy metal. And I'm like, turn that music down. You're going to go to hell. Because we <laughs> like the same kind. So we so we kind of have, that's probably another reason why it works. Because we, we have a lot of similarities. Yeah. And I think, uh, actually, I was going to say something along those lines, too. Is that you... Um, you, you've still continued to appreciate new things. You never got stuck in like in the the seventies or the eighties where it's like now all I want to watch are those, those old shows or listen to that old music, which I mean, we do watch some of that stuff and and listen. You like the seventies music more than I do. Yeah. I mean, but it's not like you, you, you've continued to listen to newer things and appreciate newer things too. So you've actually got a really, really wide range and you've actually opened me up to some things that I wasn't, Mm -hmm. um, I never would have watched, especially movies on my own. Yeah. Um, and the, and the same thing for me. There's stuff that you like that I would never think about watching, but mm-hmm. I watch them. And I was like, oh, it's not that bad. And music, although the music is basically the same. Mm-hmm. Like I like new music, old music, everything. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. In that article that you were just quoting from, uh, there's also a really good graph in that article, um, and it's all linked in the show show notes. Um, but it shows that if the age gap goes up to a 30 year gap. Then the likelihood of divorce increases to 172%. So, I could see that because that person who's 30 years older is probably going to be grouchier and have more problems. And the person that's younger is going to want to do stuff. And they're probably like, oh, I can't because my back hurts, my legs hurt, I have arthritis, I have this, I have that. So I could I could see that's probably part of the reason. Yeah. So even if whenever they first got together, things were okay, I would think as that person, the older person ages quite a bit and starts having problems that that probably contributes Mm -hmm. to it quite a bit. But that same study also shows that age isn't the only factor. So we need to keep that in mind. There are things like having children or different levels of education that could impact the divorce rate. It also says that if you make it to 10 years, you're 94% less likely to divorce. We have three years to go. Yes, we do. So age isn't the only factor that plays into the divorce rate. Another article from brides.com called do may december relationships actually work we ask the expert this makes me feel a little little bit better quote i'm going to read this one too because you just been talking a lot okay quote (laughs) between societal pressures and differing milestones a couple that is made up of two individuals from differing decades 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 (laughs) decades my (laughs) drink might just have to try a little harder to make it work for the long haul Experts believe that if you put the work in from the beginning, however, it might actually make for a happier and healthier relationship that many couples with than many couples, than many couples with no age gap. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Sorry about that. Experts often try to identify the ideal age gap between romantic partners. And while a May-December relationship might raise a few eyebrows, specialists believe that though not always ideal, they can absolutely work when the match is right. And it goes on to say that the fact that these relationships do require a little bit more care and nurturing means that they can actually be much more successful later on because of the work that the couples put in up front. One of the experts from the article says that the big things that matter in a relationship are, quote, trust, commitment, understanding, and respecting the other person's experiences, end quote. And that they're that there is evidence that people in relationships with big age gaps are actually happier than people from non-age gap couples. 
I think that's because they know going into a relationship that it's going to raise red flags. They talk about that ahead of time mm-hmm. and they face those problems head on and they work harder to make it work so that they can show it. Look, we really love each other. Mm-hmm. They know what's going to, they know what it's going to be like going into it. So they get ready for it. And then when it happens, they say, okay, this is how we're going to handle this and this and this and this. And they, yeah, exactly. I think, I mean, all relationships are work. We've said that before, probably say it again. Um, but every relationship takes work. So if, if, if a couple goes into the relationship already completely understanding that and mm-hmm. starting to put the work in up front, then I think it just means that they're going to be happier and in I, the and long run. Yes. And I think the longer they're together, the people that didn't want the relationship to be in the first place start saying, okay, maybe it's going to work. Maybe it's going to work. It's been five years. It's been seven years. It's been 10 years. Mm-hmm. They're happy. So if they really love you, your family or whoever, they'll just stop when they see if you're happy or not. That's all that matters, really. Yeah. And I would hope that for most of those types of relationships where family acceptance is a problem, I would hope that after a few years, if they do see that, that the couple is happy, that they start to come around and accept. Mm-hmm. I mean, my family did really quickly. So. Um, also another article that we found that says that there may be a really big benefit to having a May, December romance. Um, I didn't put that sentence together correctly, but I think you got the gist of it. Mm-hmm. I got the gist, babe. All right, Rob, take it away. Okay. So are there any advantages on a May, December relationship? That doesn't sound right either. <laughs> Shit. We, we can't talk tonight. <laughs> I put, it should have been in. So are there any advantages in a May-December relationship? There actually is. I found an article on Love Pinky, which is not the website I thought it was. I thought it was going to be like more sexual stuff, but it wasn't. So anyway, (laughs) that listed 15 of them. Okay, the link is at the bottom of the show notes. Here are a few. So one of them is less drama. So when you're both are trying to start, like when you both get married at a young age, you're going to college, you're both fighting through college, trying to get a job and that get a career, make money, mm-hmm. and finish school. Well, one of the partners is older. They've already been through that, so they can give you emotional support, help you get through that. So that takes some of the drama of your marriage starting off in debt yeah, and with going to school and trying to make money. That makes sense because if you're both at the same place at the same point in time, right. then that does, you know, when you're both going, you know, if you're going... At the very beginning of your career, it's very stressful whenever you're trying to figure out what you want to do right. and you're trying to work your way up the ladder. And so if both people are trying to do that at the exact same time, then that can be more of a struggle. Yeah, I think. And if the other person's already done and has their career going, then that gives the other person who's doing it time to actually go to school, start their career without any pressures of having to make money so they can actually do what they want. So mm-hmm. that's that's the benefit of it. That makes sense. Okay, number two is confidence. Okay, there's something awesome about dating someone who has already gone through the crisis of figuring out who they are. Because most people already got their shit together. Old you mean people. once they've gotten older? Yeah, once they've gotten older, they already got their shit together. They know what they want in life. They know how to handle themselves. They can actually focus on the relationship rather than improving themselves. Because most of the time, they're already at the spot they're going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Um, so when you date someone older, they already know who they are, have accepted those things about themselves and that they may not be, they, that may not be the best and aren't insecure about them. Okay. So 
they already got, they know what they're, they already know. I think what you're saying basically is they already know what their flaws are and they've come to terms with them. They come to terms with their flaws. They know what they're good at. They know what their flaws are and they know how to handle situations. Yeah, I agree. I I feel like, um, you were a lot like that. Mm -hmm. You've always been pretty confident since we've been together. Yeah. Maybe a little overly. So (laughs) it's impossible. (laughs) Okay. Sex life. So having sex with someone you aren't close in age with will introduce you to so much because you're going to figure that maybe the older person has more experience or they tried different things and they show you this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that opens you up to a new level of energy and the excitement of being with someone that you don't know what to expect. You don't know older person. You hear things about them until you actually have sex with them. And you're like, Oh, okay. It's not what I thought. It's whatever. He told me this or that, or she told me this or that. Okay. So also, if you are with an older man, they tend to be less selfish in bed because, you know, they only got one shot to get it right <laughs> for the most part. And if, with, and if you're with a younger man, then you probably figure, you know, it's going to be more sex because usually older women go with younger men for that reason. Because younger men, for the most part, can have sex more than seven times a day. Um. So with the May-December relationship, you also tend to see more open-mindedness. Both partners want to please each other, making things a lot more pleasurable. Yeah, I think the fact that you're just in that relationship to begin with means that you have kind of an open mind on things to begin with. So that probably translates to all areas of your life. Yeah, because each person brings different things. The younger person brings energy or whatever, and the older person brings experience. You just put those two things together. Mm -hmm. So also, number four... It, it can keep you young. So when you date someone who is younger, they can help you rewind the clock and bring you back to the time that we didn't give a shit about anything. When you had less responsibilities, all you cared about was smoking weed and going to school or whatever. You didn't have no <laughs> bills to pay. Okay. So I know that that's for me. That's true for me. I go to the doctors all the time. I work out so I can feel young and look younger. Um, also, if you spend time with someone younger, it makes you want to be younger. Mm-hmm. If you spend time with somebody older, it makes you want to act more mature, act older so that you, when you're around people, so you fit it, in. You, yeah, so you fit in. So if you're with somebody younger, you're going to want to be more fit and exercise and do more things that younger people would do. Mm-hmm. So dating someone younger can help you find your inner child, although I never lost my inner child. Mm-mm. Your child was right there with you when I met you. <laughs> it's still here. That has long since put their toys away. You can bring out these newfound things in each other. So like I said earlier, if you're dating somebody older, younger, like, hey, let's do this. Let's go skiing. Let's go that. And if you were dating somebody older or your same age, they wouldn't be saying, hey, let's go. Let's go paragliding. Let's go. What is it called when you jump off a bridge with the rope? What's that called? Bungee jumping. Bungee jumping. Yeah. Two old people are going to do that, but an old person, a young person might. Because mm-hmm. it's going to make the old person feel young. Except you won't bungee jump with me. I'm afraid of heights, babe. It makes my balls tingle. You know that. <laughs> okay. Number five, honesty. So once you reach a certain age, lying, it just doesn't make sense anymore. Okay. Like for me, I used, up my, I used all my lies up when I was younger. So now I'm out of lies. Um, now I just own my shit and I learn from it. If I fuck up, I admit I fucked up. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm just going to do it, take take responsibility for it, and move on. But on the flip side, if you don't lie, you probably don't like liars. So, yeah. So, olds don't like to lie. 
Oats don't lie to avoid things. We've been through it all and we know honesty really is the best policy. Because lying just puts it off till it makes it worse. Right. The petty issues that arise when you date someone who is figuring things out won't be a prevalent in a May-December relationship because the older person and or men or women have both worked that shit out. Okay. Okay, there's no like I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. She didn't text me back in 10 minutes. What should I do? So older, the older people are more secure in themselves. Like you don't have to text them back in two minutes. They're not going to think you're cheating on them. Oh, that kind of thing. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're more secure with the relationship. Like it doesn't have to be, I just met this person. I don't have to constantly text me. Yeah. Cause we got other things to do. That's true. Except when we first met each other, we sure did text a lot. Yeah, we sexted. You were sexting me then. I, I didn't sext. You sent I me did nudes. Not. I did not. You were a liar. Okay, number six and the last one. Uh, but there are 15 if you want to read the other nine. Boost and confidence. Okay, so it's obvious that someone older would feel great about themselves. They get someone younger who could get anybody they wanted. I know for me, when I meet people or when I have friends, I always bring up the age difference a lot. Like, look at me. <laughs> We've got kind of special skills I got. Yeah, I'm 15 years older than her. So what? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she makes more money than me, too. Yeah, what about it? I don't care. Okay? But when you meet, but when someone younger is with someone older, it also can do the same thing. Is your level of pride, like, look at me, I accomplished this. I'm with this sophisticated person who is settled in life and is making me feel way advanced in my in years and makes me feel more... um I guess advanced. Stable. Stable. That's yes. what I would think. Yeah, stable. Because you know? I'm with somebody who's stable. Right. They don't want to go out and party all the time, but they do party when they want to. So that's that could be the benefit of that. Okay. Makes sense. And then um, you interviewed some friends of yours that have a May-December romance. So um, they didn't want to be actually on the podcast yeah. They're with their voices. So um, Rob asked them some questions and... Uh, He's going to go over Here that. Here we now. go. So uh, I talked to two people that I used to work with, uh, one, uh, Richie Smith and Renata Smith. So I've known Richie for like 20 years and Renata for about 10. They have a um, 10 years age gap in there. So first, I'm going to go over Richie's questions and answers. So the first question I asked him was, what was the biggest thing you had to overcome with the age gap? Okay. And then he answered, really nothing. Age is just a number and it doesn't mean you have to look or act a certain way. If we were both younger when we got together, it might be a different story. But when she was early 30s and I was early 40s, it really not that different. So basically what he's mm-hmm. saying is, like we talked about earlier, if they would have met when she was in her early 20s and early 30s, it might have been just hook up and leave. But since they were at a different point in their life where they were both more mature, they could handle the age difference better. That's what I took from that answer. Yeah. And I, I feel the same way um, with our relationship. I feel like, you know, if we had met at any point earlier than we did, it wouldn't have worked mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just the experiences that we had up to that point made us appreciate each other so much that it works. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I would, yeah. Uh, one year earlier and it wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. Okay. The second question I asked him was, what is the main issue the age gap has caused? Okay, he answers again, not much because our, of our age when we got together. It's like, so what he's saying is they were older, so there wasn't really a big deal. Mm-hmm. And nobody gave him any grief. Yeah, it's not like he was, it's not like she was 18 and he was 28. That right. would have been significant. But right. at 20 and 30, or, or sorry, at, at 30 and 40, it's not. 
Okay, the third question is, what is the best thing about the age gap? So his answer was, we are both older and set in our ways. I'm getting exactly what I expected. We are both also very motivated and can use that to push each other to our best versions of, at all times. So basically, I think it all goes back to, I think basically what this is, is for this to work, you have to be at a certain point in your life where you're ready for it to work. Mm-hmm. So they were both at the point where they're ready to work. He knew what to expect. She knew what to expect. And they are at the, at the part on their age and their, and the relationship where now they can push each other to do better things or whatever. And they've also had a kid together who I think the kid is like three. Mm-hmm. So and, and also that sounds- answers the whole kid thing too. Cause he has, he already had two kids from a previous marriage. Okay. Teenagers. Yeah. And it sounds like they're just, uh, they're also very compatible in other ways too, mm-hmm. because it sounds like they're pretty motivated people. Yeah. So that just sounds like a good match altogether. Okay, then I asked Renata, his wife, questions, basically the same question. So the first question was, what was the biggest thing you had to overcome with the age gap? Her answer was, I don't really care about what people may have thought and truly felt and feel like our difference hasn't really mattered. So, again, see, they knew what to expect. And I think if it's if it's somebody that you really want to be with, you don't really care. Like she said, I don't give a shit. This is who I want to be with. Either can join me or stay out of my life. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Renata. Yeah, yeah. Number two, what is the main issue that age gap has caused? And she writes, no issues. So that was her, that was it. That was her answer. No issues. Mm -hmm. So again, and I believe she was also married before. I'm pretty sure she was. So they both were married before. So that that might be another reason that helps this work is if it, is it the, if it's the first marriage or the second marriage, maybe the second marriage is in a, May December relationship have a better chance to work because you have prior history and know what you want and know what to expect more maybe. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think that sometimes whenever you go through bad relationships, it makes you appreciate a good one even more. Right. Uh, number three, what is the best thing about the age gap? Her answer was he's mature versus the majority of dudes my age. So there you go. Mm-hmm. She was probably at the point of her life where she wanted somebody who gave her a little calming maybe, or, you know, somebody that somebody that was stable. Yeah. Stable. I don't know what her first husband was like. Maybe he wanted to party all the time, but it's probably the opposite with Richie. He's old and creaky. (laughs) Okay. Then I asked her another question because since he had kids before, so I asked her, were you nervous about being with someone that already had kids? Cause to see how she felt, especially being, you know, the kids were only like 10 or 15 years younger than her. Her answer was, um, I wouldn't say nervous per se, but definitely had no idea what to expect. And from what I've seen of them on Facebook, everything looks fine. Like they don't have any issues. Like they all go places together and that. Oh, so. good. They've done a good job at blending then. Mm-hmm. Good. So if we just did this, let me do you my fun fact real quick. All right. Okay? Let's do it. May-December romances, also known as age gap relationships or AGRs, because now you have to, everything has to have initials only, are in fact still relatively uncommon. According to an, an analysis of the most recent United States Census data available, only 8.5% of married couples are in AGRs. Hmm. Not very many at all. No. With just 1.3% of these involving an older woman. That's yeah. That's the most rare type of relationship. I, I wonder if that's in. because younger men want to be with older women, but they don't want to marry them. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe they want to be with them for the stability and 
maybe they have money and they want the money and they give the old, they give the older one what they want and then eh, okay she's not going to get any younger I need somebody younger maybe that's part of it I don't know I'm just guessing there's no know. actual just, data to back that up I don't think very many women want younger men I don't know why I think it's a cultural thing could be so what's the ideal age gap for a couple according to science science. <laughs> An article from Bonobology.com called, What is the best age difference for a successful marriage? It says that different age gaps work for different couples, depending on where they're at in life and what their priorities are. But if we're looking at the data, then a five to seven year age gap is the best. So hmm. why why is that? Well, it gives a couple of different answers or, or a couple of different reasons. Um, first, there are fewer ego clashes. Um, and I got a quote for this one quote, a seven year age difference in marriage, on the other hand, is just enough to counter the peer like ego clashes between two couples, yet not wide enough to make them feel alienated by a generation gap. I can so, see that. Yeah. So they don't feel any sort of a generation gap, but they're also not feeling competitive with each, with each other. Yeah. Cause they could both be born in the same seventies and eighties. Like I was born in 81. You're born in 89. We're both born in the eighties. Yeah. So it doesn't sound, nobody even realizes how big of age depth there is. Right. Um, the second reason is that one spouse is always more, more mature. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the man can catch up with the woman's level of maturity. I think we know who the more mature one is in this relationship. Anyway. But if we look at an article in brides.com, Tends to be one of my favorite sites to go to for these types of it's articles. Hard to th- it's hard to imagine Brides.com has stories about relationships. <laughs> this one's called The Best Age Difference in Relationships for Success. It says something totally different. It says that couples with a zero to three year age gap are the happiest. And it seems to me that there's really no clear one size fits all solution and that any relationship can work regardless of the age gap if the people and the circumstances are right. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about how our age gap relationship works now, but it wouldn't have if we had met earlier in our lives. Oh, wait, we already talked about that. Well, kind of. brought it up too early. Kind of, but let me just, since you brought it up, I don't think it, it has anything to do with the age gap for me, mm-hmm. our, our relationship working. If we would have met a year before I met you or two years before I met you, even if we were the same age or not, our relationship would have been the same at that point, it would have not worked out. Okay. We met at a time of my life where I was ready to stop being a shitty person and a shitty husband. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it has anything to do really necessarily with the age gap part. I think it was just, you were the one I wanted to be with. And if you were whatever age you were, it was going to work. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. I think that, um, I had, I met you at any point earlier in my life, it wouldn't have worked on my side either because I wasn't ready for a real stable, happy relationship because I don't think I was ever at the point where I was ready to be happy yet. And we wasn't, when we met, we wasn't both really looking for relationships per se. Uh -uh. We just wanted to, we were just looking for, I thought you were just going to be a little bit of fun. Yeah. (laughs) And I ended up being so much fun. You married me. So yeah, I guess that was correct. And it's still fun today. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's another reason why it works is there wasn't the pressure of, I have to find somebody to be married to. It was, I need to find somebody to have fun with. Yeah. And that turned into, 
started out as fun, then turned into more serious stuff. So maybe that's part of it also. It just everything just aligned up perfectly. Maybe. Yeah, because I, yeah, that's true. Because I, I definitely was not looking for marriage at that point. Neither one of us had any expectations. Yeah. If you don't have any expectations, when something goes good, then it's positive. If you have expectations and it doesn't work out and you feel depressed, then you start all over again with, oh, okay, I got to do this all over again. So. <laughs> I, I have to say you were a very pleasant surprise. <laughs> so were you. So does it matter who is the older one, the man or the woman? Yes. No, it doesn't. Okay, I just I answered the question. I wasn't asking you. I was that was a rhetorical question. Okay, sorry. So that I could read my research. Um, So it doesn't matter if 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 the man or the woman is older. If we go by the "Do May December Relationships Work" article from again brides dot com, do you want to read that quote? Sure. Quote. Well, because I'm such a good reader. So so quote. So so great. Story time, kids. Quote, while May-December relationships can encompass multiple different situations from an older man dating a younger woman or vice versa, there's not much that matters on who is older. Depending on the age difference, one partner may be more interested in focusing on growth in their career, whereas another one may be more interested in travel and experiencing the world. Often, an older woman dating a younger man can be seen as a power play with the woman offering more experience. An older man dating a younger woman may come with more of a need for navigating gender stereotypes. Overall, it's important to be open and honest with each other to establish a level of comfort that works best for both of you. Okay, so let me just comment on the the older man and the younger woman and the, what did it say, gender stereotypes? Mm-hmm. Because I think what they're talking about there is whenever you see somebody... A younger woman that looks really young with an older man who looks really old, the first thing people think of is she's with him for his money. So that's the kind of stuff they have to overcome. Yes, I agree. That's what I always think. Unless unless the guy's really good looking. But right. um, yeah, if you see a younger woman that's pretty with an older man that's really ugly, then I always think he's got money. I can expand on that. Whenever I see a good looking woman with an ugly man... I say, he's got money. Whenever I see a good-looking man with an ugly woman, I say, she's got money. Because mm-hmm. oh, yeah, apparently, how can somebody good-looking like somebody ugly? That doesn't make any sense. Well, but, I mean, but it does. what I've seen, um, I, I, I didn't pull up this research, but um, from what I've read is that, I mean, typically people are with, they end up married to people that are about on their same level as far as looks go. Um, yeah, you told me unless, that before. Yeah, unless there are some outlying factors like money mm-hmm. or maybe something else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Humongous penis, maybe. Mm-hmm. That might be another one. Probably why you're with me. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I know it's very stereotypical and all, but um, and more than often we're probably correct. And it also could be the fact that you have this hot chick and this ugly guy. But nobody ever asked the hot chick out because everybody already assumes she's got somebody. And the and the ugly guy was the one brave enough to ask her out. And she's like, "Oh my god, you asked me out!" And they go out, bam, there you go. I think you've given that one before on the podcast. I have, so I can I can repeat myself. <laughs> All right. So, what can couples do to make their May December romance work? Well, from that same brides.com article, it says, 
quote, there may be judgments from others, including friends and family members that can cause a rift in your relationship. Make a pact with each other to not let those opinions bother you as you work toward a happy, healthy relationship. Yeah, I think I think we've talked about this a couple of times already, but in you got shit from your family. A lot of it was joking. Some of it was probably serious, but I think that the the more that your family saw how I treated you, I think your family realized, okay, this is somebody that's going to be around for a while. He's not just, he's old, but he's not, you know, a terrible person. And he may, and I made you happy and that should be all that matters. You weren't just using me so that I could be some beautiful arm candy. Yeah. I wasn't using, I wasn't (laughs) using you for arm candy or for your money. Cause a lot of people thought I didn't make any money from where I work at until they realized, Oh my God, he makes way more money than I thought he did. So it wasn't about that. So I, I think. Is that your humble brag for the day? That's my humble brag. <laughs> and my big penis. That's two humble brags. So I, I think it's, and, and like I would probably be the same if my daughter brought somebody home, which is, this is really going to sound hypocritical. That was 15 or 20 years older. My first thought was, what the hell are you doing? But. I would be open-minded and as the relationship progressed, as long as everything was okay and she was happy and they were happy and didn't have any issues, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. That is all that matters. And then in yet another brides.com article, this one entitled. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same article. No, these uh, are all different articles. Wow. This one's called eight ways to bridge the age gap in your relationship. It gives some really good advice on how to make it work. And I know we're running kind of long here, so I'm going to kind of blow through these unless you have one that you really want to talk about. So these are the eight ways uh, to make your relationship work. Number one, share expectations. So talk about what you want from the relationship and how Mm -hmm. to handle outside noise. Exactly. Number two, accept the differences. Yes. Meaning learn what they like, be open-minded, mm-hmm. listen to their music, the older man's music or whatever, and then, or whatever, you know, some stuff you've never done before, be open-minded to at least try it. Mm-hmm. And same thing for the older person. Mm-hmm. They need to yeah. Yeah, yeah, be yeah. accepting too. Number three, consider your role as caretaker. I don't have a comment on that. That's well, that's Change whenever diapers. I, yeah. Be ready for that or be ready to pay for it, which is what I plan to do. Number four, know the maturity that maturity is relative. Number five, identify mutual interests. Yes. That like we did. That's so important. I mean, you need to do that no matter what kind of relationship you're in. You've got to figure out things that you can do together. Like we've gone to concerts that of bands that are my generation and I've gone to concerts of band that would be considered your generation mm-hmm. and we both had a good time. So that's what basically what that means. Yeah. And then we've also found things that um, we just love to do together. Mm-hmm. Number six, create some space. And that means that you still need to have your own interests. Right. You know? Number seven, face uncertainty. So, um, what does that mean? That means if you're worried about, I mean, like if, if there's something about being in that relationship that worries you, like let's say for instance, um, you know, I mean, sometimes I do worry that maybe your health will start to fail before mine does. Would I'd say yes. Um, Right. And so, and we talk about those things and figure out how we're going to face them together. The number eight, respect the relationship. I think that's probably the biggest one. Does that mean respect each other or respect 
the age difference? What is, I don't know. Exactly. I think you have to respect the sanctity of your marriage, basically. You know, I mean, you, you just have to like respect the fact that you're with someone that you love and always keep that at the forefront of your mind. I, I am, I personally, I don't know if you do or not. I embrace the whole age difference thing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, and I think the more we do that, it doesn't really matter that people say whatever they say. It doesn't matter. Well, I know that you really like to bring it up a lot, but mm-hmm. actually on a day-to-day basis, I don't really even think about it. But I, And like, I think some of it is um, when people see us together, I don't look like I'm 15 years older than you. No, you don't. So that's probably some of it. Like people don't go, oh, look at that. Just put this old man. He's got no hair and he's fat. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. That's despicable. So we, we've never gotten any like side eye or anything. Yeah. Like I actually think that we look pretty good together. Mm-hmm. We do look good together. That's because of you. My opinion. Well, because you, you too, honey, you're so good looking. <laughs> you know you Is are. Is that your humble brag for the day? That I have a good looking husband. <laughs> yes, that's my brag. I think that the takeaway here is that May December romances can be just as successful as any other relationship. All relationships take work. And if you put the work in, then you're going to see the benefits. Mm -hmm. So just like Richie and Renata and me and you and Richard and Susan, a friend of ours who actually has a bigger age gap than us, they have embraced their differences Mm -hmm. and their differences probably brings them together to learn more about life that they didn't know before. And they have figured out a way to make things work. So it's, yeah, every marriage has problems, but the age gap difference can bring you Different different kind of problems also included into the regular marriage problems. So you just have to know it going into it. You're going to have other problems besides who pays the bills and who does this and who does that. Right? Yes. And actually speaking of Richard and Susan, um, they are one of the happiest couples I've ever known. So, right. Um, and what is theirs? 23 years something? And they've been um, married for – they've been together for a long time. It's about 26. Something and they've been together yeah. for over twenty years, right? Yeah, they've been together for a really yeah. long time. So, um, it can work. It can. All right. So, here is my joke. This is a little bit long, but stick with it, okay? So, at eighty-five years of age, Wally married Anna, a lovely twenty-five-year-old. Since her new husband is so old, Anna decides that after the wedding, she and Wally would have separate bedrooms because she is concerned that her new but age husband may overexert himself if they spend the entire night together. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. After the wedding festivities, Anne prepares herself for bed and ex- and the expected on the door. Okay. Sure enough, the knock comes, the door opens, and there is Wally, her 85-year-old groom, ready for action. <laughs> they unite as one. All goes well. Wally takes leave of his bride, and she prepares to go to sleep. After a few minutes, Anne hears another... Knock on the bedroom door, and it's Wally. Again, he's ready for more action. Somewhat surprised, and consents for more coupling, or mounting, however you want to say it. <laughs> okay. When the newlyweds are done, Wally kisses his bride, bids her a fond goodnight, and leaves. She is set to go to sleep again, but aha, you guessed it. Wally is back again, rapping on the door, and as fresh as his 25-year-old, ready for more action. And once again, they enjoy each other. But as Wally gets set to leave again, his young bride says to him, I am thoroughly impressed that at your age you can perform so well and so often. I have been with guys less than a third of your age who were only good once. You are truly a great lover, Wally. Wally, somewhat embarrassed, turns to Anne and says, 
You mean I've been here already? <laughs> That's the other downside of being with somebody old memory loss. <laughs> that, that was actually a good one. I'm glad I didn't read that one ahead of time. Me too. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Uh, for relationship advice or to tell us how great we are, please email us at unchecked.af at gmail.com. We need more emails. We need an email. We how got, about just one? We got two, but they were people that we knew. <laughs> we can also be found at unchecked.baggage.co and on Facebook by searching at unchecked.af. Our Twitter handle is at unchecked.baggA1 or search for unchecked.af on Instagram. Thank you to Jessica at Jesse B. Creative for our awesome cover art. And thanks to everyone for listening to Unchecked Baggage and... Check your baggage Baggage at at the the door. door. Bye. Bye. That was pretty good.